Hello again. We are in a new episode of Latinas Be Like Us, and I am so excited to have Avi Peria Mixtec. Born in Oaxaca, Mexico, and having experienced many traumatic events, Abby blamed herself for her traumas. She went on a journey where she earned multiple degrees, certificate, became a notary, joined the military, and even started her own digital marketing business. However, in her long journey, she learned that she couldn't be happy no matter what she accomplished, because she still blamed herself for the hurt that others caught her. She then started her healing journey and has now learned that the actions of others are not her fault and that her happiness lies within her. She is now on a new mission to help children learn from an early age not to blame themselves for the actions of others, which will create new healthy generational cycles about self-love and acceptance. Abby has a book available on Amazon called Not Your Fault which helps children to not blame themselves for the traumatic experiences caused by others while also empowering them and teaching them that their experiences do not define who they are. In Latino culture, we do not speak enough about the mistakes of adults and how they affect kids, but this book will help children to not feel alone and encourage them to keep going. Abby just released two weeks ago a version of the book in Spanish in the same title, right, Abby? Like the yes, mm-hmm. uh, it's No es tu culpa. No es tu culpa. So it was translated to yeah. Spanish. That's amazing. Congratulations, by the way. I got the book and and I love it. It's so beautiful. There is so many like beautiful illustrations and the message is so positive. So congratulations on that. How is it going? Like, what's going on with your this journey of being an author? It's going great. I, it's definitely a journey that I didn't expect. When I first published it, I only thought, well, maybe just my family's going to buy it if they buy it. But I honestly didn't expect that amount of attention and support that I have received. That's wonderful. I mean, it's so needed. What, you know, the message is so on point and what you say about Latinos and the Latino culture in our families not really having those spaces to talk about healing and, you know, acceptance of our mistakes. It, definitely lacking. So I think, you know, that's probably why it's resonating. Yeah, I definitely think it's something that we as a community fail to see or um, fail to act on it because we kind of try to brush everything under the rug. And we don't speak about those things. You know, we don't speak about the trauma that we go through, all the healing that we all need to do. And yeah, I'm seeing that a lot more people are starting to come out, are starting to speak out. And that's probably why the support as well. So you've gone on a long journey to get to where you are right now. Yes. (laughs) So talk to me about this journey of getting multiple degrees, trying to start your own business and marketing and being a notary and then in the military. How do you think that actually helped you get to where you are today? Definitely. One of the things that are motivating me to do so many things, well, not really motivated me, but pushed me to do so many things is that part of the trauma that I went through was being always compared to males. And they always told me, oh, you're a female. You're not, you're not, you're not going to make it as far as a guy. And I went to do those things first, you know, to prove to them that I as a female could do it. And second, to try to see if that would make me happy. And no matter how big or small the accomplishment was, it just didn't feel good. You know, it would feel good for a few days, maybe a few weeks, but 
after that, I felt back again into depression, felt sad again. So I started thinking to myself, why am I not happy? Why is it that no matter what I do, I can't be happy? And it was a really hard moment when I realized that it was because I still blamed myself for all the things that I have been through. Mm-hmm. That's a huge realization. And um, actually, it hurts. But I think at the same time, it is liberating that you realize that it's so that you were able to heal yourself from within. When you were going through all these accomplishments, because there were accomplishments, you know, like regardless of where you were not happy. What was the response from your family or like from your like the people that were around you? Were they proud or or what was it the same message of like, no, you know, like you're a female or like were they surprised because, you know, you were a woman and like you wouldn't you know, they didn't think you were going to go that far. So at first the commissioners were like, oh, OK, well, good job, you know, but then they kept seeing that I kept going and it was more like, oh, wow. OK, like so they started feeling really proud of me. They were so happy with everything that I was accomplishing. And I would see the happiness in them, but I couldn't see it in me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was so taken back by why couldn't I be happy if other people were happy for me? When did you realize that you had this book in you? Like, how long did, did it take you to come up with the concept of the book? Right? Where, where did you see that switch? I think it was after I had healed. It was after... Everything, the process was done and I looked back and I said, what words would I have wanted to hear as a child? What would I have wanted to hear when I was crying and not knowing what to do or what was going on? So that's where the book came from. It was words that I myself wish I would have heard when I was going through those things. I was the little girl under the table and I was confused. So one of the things that I wanted to hear from my mom were the words in the book. That's beautiful. And I'm so sorry that you did not get that for you, but now you are trying to create safer space for your book for younger generations. And I think that's that's so important. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, I feel like us creating and breaking that cycle so that our kids feel safe and they have an environment where we wish we would have grown up in, I think that's what's important. Wow. So since you published the book, how has your family and those close to you received it? Have there been opportunities to talk about, you know, like what, how you felt, like what has that been part of the healing journey or, or you decided that that's not something necessary? So I feel like we already went through that process. Well, with part of the family, because obviously some of the trauma that I went through is not something that I want to. I guess, touch with that person, but or not have any contact with that person at all. But um, the other side, it was different types of abuse, you know, So and different people, a lot of different people. So the verbal, the physical, we talked about it. I came to realize that they were in survival mode as well. Our families as, as a Hispanic community, most of them are in survival mode, which is why they come to the U.S. for a better life. And they couldn't even think about our mental health back then. They were just trying to survive. So we've come to, I guess, like a safe space where we can talk about it, where we have communicated what we feel and how we can make it better from now on. You know, what you say, it's so true, uh, especially for immigrant families. 
they come here, they don't really have time to think about this stuff, right? Like there is no, you, you get here and then it's just like the grind, right? Right, grind, 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 like nonstop, trying to survive your survival mode, providing for your child, but, you know, like they forget that it's not only food and clothing, but it's also the mental, the mental part of it. Exactly. And most, uh, that's what happened with my family. You know, they were in survival mode and they were working 24 seven to where they left us alone. I had to care of my siblings and that's part of where the uh, abuse happened. And I did for at one point in my life, I did blame my parents because I was like, why, why weren't you there? You know, but now I have my own kids. I have learned that why they weren't there. They thought that by providing the financial side was providing everything. But that's something that I'm also changing in my family. And I don't blame them at all. I understand where they were coming from. Because if I show you where I was born, you would understand why, you know, they were in survival mode and why financial, I guess, stability was the major thing for them. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, it's amazing that we, despite all the struggles that, you know, one might go through your family, that it's important to learn how to, you know, understand and how to heal, not only for the relationship that you might have or not have with your family, but for yourself or like within yourself. How does that help you be a mom now? You have a one-year-old, so what, like, how do you think that actually helps you becoming a mom for your baby, for your kid? So for me, I think it's taught me to have a balance, to work, but to also spend time with them, to give, but to not give everything as well. Because, you know, if you give them everything, then they turn out a certain way. If you don't give them anything, then, you know, they go through the same thing that I did. So it has taught me to find a balance between that and to also be very loving. I think that that's the major part that we as a community fail to give as well. I have met so many people that are like, well, I'm not affectionate. You know, I'm scared to show affection. And that was a thing with us too. I didn't get a hug from my parents. Like, I didn't get an I love you or anything. So when it came to my kids, at first with my daughter, it was so hard for me to hug her. You know, she's very affectionate. And when she would come up to me and try to hug me, you know, I would try so hard. Okay, let me hug you. You know, it's her childhood. But I kept doing it. I kept doing it, just hugging her, hugging her, showing her affection. And the more I did it, the more normal it felt and the more comfortable I felt to where now I, I hug her all day long and it doesn't feel like anything anymore. Yeah, so your daughter basically. Yeah, oh, that's, that's wonderful. So your daughter basically became sort of like your coach. For yeah, she really did because she's so affectionate. And so she taught me a lot about affection because I was scared to show affection. And, you know, my daughter and my son, they're six years apart. So with my son, it's been completely different, you know, from the moment on, I started, you know, loving on him, hugging on him and showing him affection, which also comes to the whole thing where older siblings, you know, go through a lot because I know my daughter at first, she was probably like, well, why isn't my mom hugging me or showing me affection? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, they do, do teach us a lot about ourselves and about the things that we, we may need to learn. So we yeah. learn a lot from them. So I have your book. I have the book, No Your Fault. I love it, by the way. Thank it's you. so beautiful. I love the illustration. 
I love the message, but can you describe it to those who are listening to us? Like, what does it look like? What is it about? And, and uh, yeah, so, and then after that, where can they get it? Yes. So it's about a daughter and a mother that the girl goes through some traumatic event and she's scared. She's hiding under the table and the mother offers her encouraging words, loving words that, I guess, um, show the girl and her daughter that she can come out from under the table, that it's okay to have the feelings that she is, but regardless of what she's been through, that it's going to be okay and that she can do amazing things in life. And, and yes, you can find it on Amazon in, in English and Spanish. You can just type in Abby Fadia on Amazon and it pops right up. Wonderful. How was the experience of publishing it on Amazon? Was it scary? Like, did you feel like you were to go or was it, you know, like something that it was hard to figure out? Like, how was the experience? So the experience publishing it was really easy for me. I love research. So um, researching was nothing to me. I love to read and I stayed up, you know, nights looking at how to do it. What was hard for me was actually publishing it, like hitting the button that says publish, because I felt like that was part of me. And I felt like, I was opening up and being vulnerable to people and it felt like they were taking a part of me. So that was really hard. But now looking back, I'm like, that is a really great decision that I made because by giving part of me to the world, there, uh, you know, hopefully kids out there learn something from it and learn that they can also do something great regardless of the trauma that they have been through. That's so incredible. I mean, yeah, I, I can understand. I can probably yourself myself in your shoes and understand like how scary after like writing and you have you have everything ready and then like just like staring like looking at the button and like whatever like you know like oh my god I'm gonna do it but you did it so that and that's what we're here what's next for Abby how is it going like how is it going promoting your book and what's next for you so the promoting it's going great uh we are actually working on doing book signings and things like that and I'm also starting to work on my second book. I just took a trip to Oaxaca, which is why the whole reason of the, the trip, because I'm trying to write the second book. So hopefully that'll be out here soon. Does it feel a secret? Like what's the book about? Or can you tell us a little bit about? Yes, this book is actually more digging into my roots. I'm Mixteca uh, from Oaxaca. So I'm writing a book in uh, English, Spanish, and Mixteco. And that's what the next book is about. That's beautiful. I can't wait to to see what, when it comes out. So good luck on all your journey and all your research. So I know that that takes, you know, right, quite some time. So uh, it's exciting that you started that, that new part of becoming an author or being. You're already an author. <laughs> so, Abby, what is one thing that you would like people to know about you? Like those who are listening, like what is one thing that you want people to take away from you and from reading book so one of the things that i get um i want people to most take away is that no matter how comes at you or no matter what you go through you can come out you can do whatever your heart desires and you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to you yourself block yourself from those things because nothing else will i blocked myself from all the things that i wanted due to my trauma, but I didn't realize that it was within me, that that power was within me to be happy. 
Do you think that you need to prove yourself to anyone at this point? No, not at all. A few years ago, yes, I would have tried so hard to prove myself to a lot of people, you know, especially the ones that said that females can't do it. But now, no, I'm only doing it for me. This whole author journey was solely for me and my happiness. I'm so excited that it's doing amazing. Yes, it is. It's doing amazing. I see that you are going on like interviews and like book signings. Where are you going next? Are you staying local or are you trying to like expand towards the East Coast or not yet? Like, it, it, you know, like, are you planning on that? So right now I'm planning on slowly going up uh, to the West Coast. Um, but hopefully, you know, it gets really big to where I can start traveling different states and doing different book signings. But that's that's where my head is at right now, where my goal is. But hopefully that goes well. Well, Abby, thank you so much. I so appreciate you being here and telling us your story. For those of you who are listening, please go and get Abby's book. It's called Not Your Fault. And in Spanish, once again, no es tu culpa. No es tu culpa. Yeah. So it's a, it's a beautiful illustrated book for children, but I think also adults can learn a lot from this book as well. So um, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, and it's very affordable. And, uh, you know, it would be a perfect gift for a child or a mom to be or a mom that, you know, already has kids. So, or, or dad as well, because, you know, like dads also need to heal. So, um, so yeah, thank you, Abby. I appreciate you. I wish you the best and I hope to see you around on TikTok right? as we connected. I'm so glad that I was able to connect that with you on social media. I love the fact that like Latinas are getting it and they're fighting, yes. they, they're fighting for their dream, for our dream. Yes. Listen, what you say is so right, you know, about the fact that our community, this is not the first time in, in our series that I've heard that your community might have not believed in you because you were a woman. And so I'm um, yeah. nowhere here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And I can't wait to see more of your videos and how you become successful as well. Thank you, Avi. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Latinas Be Like Us. Remember to subscribe whatever you are listening. And to learn more or leave a donation, please go to our website, latinasbelikeus.com. See you next time.